seen the effectiveness or the failure of both, right? Of not putting the team first, putting myself first, of like, okay, I want to get there, so I'm going to get there. That doesn't work. You have so much more fun, and I think the organization does so much better work when it's a collaboration. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for people just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, I am super excited about today's show. I am going to be speaking with Natalie Truyo Lubensky, who is the founder and CEO of the Center for Integrated Leadership. But before we get to Natalie, I want to talk a little bit about closing out the year. This is the holiday season, and it's chock full of different ways that you can get your brand out there. Now, I have people come up to me all of the time, and they're like, Jason, I feel like it's just so awkward to reach out to people and just say hi or reconnect. It just doesn't feel authentic or it feels weird. And I totally get that. But guess what? This is the time of year where you have no excuse. People love to get holiday greetings. So now's the time to get on your email and pull out that contact list. Now is the time to go through LinkedIn and go through your message box and folks that you've interacted with over the year and send out some great personal messages. Sending people something that says happy holidays is great. It's an obvious way to reconnect. And then I'm going to challenge you to go a little bit further. Put something personal in there. Make a reference to something that you've seen them do, whether it's been at work or something that you've seen them do really well on LinkedIn. Did they get a promotion? Did they change jobs? Did they go to a new company? Heck, did they roll out a huge big initiative this year? Or for someone that you know on a little bit of a personal level, what are some of those important things that happened this year? year in their life that you can reconnect to. Give them something to remember while you wish them a great holiday season and a happy new year. Now, for bonus points, you can even put some things in there about what you are looking forward to in 2022. Now, of course, you want to follow through. So I want you to set the groundwork here in December, because in January, when you're in a brand new year, it's all about making sure that you're keeping in contact with those folks, especially your super fans and those great super connectors that can influence and connect your brand to others. I am super excited for today's guest. It is Natalie Truyo Lubensky, who is the founder and CEO of the Center 
Center for Integrated Leadership, a global strategic and operational advisory and coaching practice focused on business and leadership transformation in entertainment, video games, digital services, and nonprofits. Now, Natalie is dedicated to global storytelling, reaching and captivating audiences, and keeping them forever. Whether it's in entertainment, sports, automotive, or gaming, they all have one thing in common for her. It is impactful brands. She has worked her way up to the vice president of affiliate marketing at MTV Networks and senior management positions at Disney, ESPN, and Sony Pictures, where she ran global marketing and two television channels, for Sony in Latin America. After Sony, she served as the chief marketing officer at Edmunds.com, where in less than 18 months, she revitalized the brand and how car buyers research and buy cars. She most recently made her mark in the $200 billion video game industry as general manager and CMO of video game payments company Exola. Natalie currently serves on the board of Haven Hills, a nonprofit providing safety, shelter, and support to all victims of domestic violence and the National Urban Technology Center. I'll be back in just a few moments with Natalie Truyo-Lubensky. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back. I am super thrilled for today's guest. It is Natalie Truyo-Lubensky. Natalie, what is going on? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, I am thrilled to talk to you. So let's let's dive right in. Now, I know you are in, in the people business. So when you first meet folks, how do you describe who you are and what you do? So when I meet somebody for the first time, I really try to make a connection with that person and I make it less about me and really about them. And then I get into who I am and, um, you know, uh, who who I say I am is that, you know, I'm a um, business and people leader. I not only am I a marketing executive um, that's done really great work for really amazing brands, but I really am a people first person that really cares about brands and the and the people that the brands serve. Absolutely. And Natalie, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is you have this sort of amazing career working in media and tech and and gaming and really crossing over into that marketing space. So when you look back on your career, what have been some of those moments where you realized you really had a career breakthrough? What are some of those moments where you like really got to the next level or leveled up in gaming speak? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, two uh, 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 events come to mind. And the first one was when I um, was tapped on the shoulder of Sony to go run two television networks for Sony in Latin America. Um, as a marketing executive, you don't often get you know, tap to go and run something and own a P&L. And um, frankly, it was one of the best opportunities of my life professionally and personally. 
And um, so I get to Miami and I'm responsible for these two networks, Canal Sony and AXN. And um, I get to revitalize them and I get to think about brand and I get to understand what audiences in Mexico want, Argentina, Venezuela. And, you know, no. And it was really interesting because one size does not fit all. Um, yeah. And so I got to get to know, um, you know, the other another side of the world. But I also got to learn about operating a television network, um, what was happening on air, off air, our social media, our original productions, our programming, our volume deals. So I was really able to get an education that, you know, if I wasn't uh, a risk taker, I would not have been able to do. So it was fun. It was fun. And it was definitely a breakthrough for me because I realized that anything is possible and staying on one path sometimes isn't the answer. Yeah. And 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 what was the path that you were on that you, you could have done yeah. had you not taken that opportunity? You know, I was on the path of content distribution. I had been in affiliate marketing for years. I had worked for you know, MTV networks for Fox. And I really helped drive distribution of networks. And it was a B2B uh, uh, marketing role. And while it was so much fun and I got to represent so many great brands, I didn't necessarily get um, to create um, the content. I was there at the end to distribute it, but I wasn't part of the creation. And, um, this role really allowed me to get so much closer to the creative process, to the creative team, um, writing, producing. It was just, it was a really exciting role because of that. And what was, what was the toughest thing about jumping into a PNL leadership role wow. from really what is typically more internal consultant roles or leading smaller teams? Well, you know, as a marketer, um, you know, you really did have to demonstrate that you weren't uh, just a cost center, right? That you were driving growth and that you were driving revenue. And so I did go into that role with that kind of mindset. But yeah. when you're in the role, it's different, right? Because not only are you um, thinking about the marketing, but in this role, you know, I had to think about um, ad sales. I had to think about revenue from a distribution perspective. I had to think of other ways to generate revenue. And so while, um, you know, you have that mindset as a marketer, when you actually have the responsibility, more pressure and more, um, and especially for me at that time, it was learning all of those different lines of the business as well. Um, so uh, tricky, but interesting. <laughs> And I know you've had many other amazing career breakthrough moments. Tell me about another one or two of them. Well, you know, the other one that comes to mind is Edmonds. Um, Edmonds, um, if uh, you and your listeners don't know Edmonds, it's a car uh, buying research platform. And Edmonds was different because I was leaving entertainment. I was going into automotive and I was going into a direct-to-consumer digital product and service. And so a lot of, you know, colleagues and friends were like, oh, my gosh, are you going to really do this? You're leaving. You're leaving <laughs> entertainment to go into cars. And I really, Jason, I really wanted to do it because I wanted, I want, again, I wanted to take the risk and learn. I wanted to continue to grow. And I really felt like if I just stayed in one path and one 
sector, if you will, that my opportunity to continue to evolve and grow professionally was going to be limited. So I went to this company and very tech-driven, very data-driven, and coming from the entertainment world, you know, I was faced with, oh, you're going to go with your instincts. You're going to be really focused on creativity, but we want data. And it was really interesting um, to make that transition and to, you know, really lead with data. Um, And, you know, also at Edmonds, it was a breakthrough moment for me because I was going to take all of the great things that I learned about storytelling and uh, and the process of storytelling and really knowing your audience to tell a great story. I was going to be able to take that into auto, uh, an automotive digital space where they really needed that. Um, yeah. So um, it was interesting to be the only one at the table with that background. Um, but it was really cool, too, because... Um, I was able to bring so much to that role because of it. Um, and I really applaud them because they were really interested in a diverse perspective. You know, they, they actually yeah. sought out somebody from a different world to bring a different perspective to, to the brand. So it was really interesting. Yeah, and Natalie, I I love that you said your friends were like, "What do you mean you're leaving all of these sexy, cool brands, right? Like yeah. MTV and ESPN and Disney, and you're going to go work for something that we've never, never heard of, yeah. right? How how do you handle that? Because I know so many of our listeners work for big brands, yeah. right? And sometimes that's something that is actually holding us back from looking at. At, at opportunities because we're, we, we're so aligned with these big brands that everyone knows. Right. Well, for me, um, you know, sexy is good and I like sexy, but in this particular situation, I really thought that I wanted to become someone um, that understood technology, uh, that really uh, had an entrepreneurial spirit, someone who was going to be a risk taker, um, someone that was going to go back and learn what it felt like to be in that world and then potentially bring it back to the industry that I started in. And so I looked at each of my moves in my career as learning opportunities. And some of them were for really big brands and for small unknown brands. I also liked the idea of building something um, and yeah. making it into a really big brand. Because the thing with Disney, with ESPN, with MTV Networks, Fox, you know, uh, Sony, um, they, if you will, have made it, right? Yeah, they're established. They're established. And I wanted to be a part of something that I could build. Um, There's the other part of me that very much likes to build and transform and, and, um, you know, do things that no one else has done before. And that's how I, that's how I talk about it, but also that's really how I feel about it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and I know so many of our listeners are all making this transition right now because, you know, whatever business we're in, we're now in a technology driven business, right. Delivering whatever that core competency is. And, and in particular, in your case, it was like really moving from a linear space into a very direct to consumer tech driven world. Yeah. What were some of those 
moments that you had where you've kind of faced resistance. I mean, they, they were, you said people were looking at you like, oh, here comes this marketing, you know, crazy creative person. Is she going to be able to do this? How did you kind of manage that brand transition where you could have some street cred? Yeah, I really led with data. I really led with data. And I didn't tell people things of uh, why we should do things this way. I showed them. I showed them the results because uh, I think that very much my brand as an executive at, at Edmonds had to be, I was super competent, very strategic, but all data driven, all data. Driven. Yeah. Um, and that's how I was able to quickly uh, really uh, establish trust with my, my, with my peers in particular, because, you know, we had to, we had to build something together or rebuild because they had been trying a lot of things and brand was not in their vernacular. Um, they did not. <laughs> they felt like, you know, technology, like SEO uh, was going to win the day, but they were looking at their competitor like a true car and true car was doing both. Right. They were telling a brand story and they were using digital advertising to help them get to where they where they are today. Um, so it was interesting to be able to show from a data perspective why brand was powerful. Yeah. And I love that you talked about that you really led with this data piece, right? And I think that's what we talk about all in lead with your brand is how are you leading with the different elements that help you be successful strategically with your with your audience, yes. right? Yes, for sure. For sure. So Natalie, let's talk a little bit about your brand. Give me three words that you would use to describe your brand as a leader and an executive. Well, see, I think um, my brand has evolved over the years. Uh, yeah. I think that um, in the beginning of my career, I was the strategic, result-oriented, always customer-centric executive. Um, yeah. I think now I really evolved into a people-first leader um, and one that is definitely competent, but a calm competent now. Um, and yeah. also very much, um, you know, when you're younger, you're like, okay, how am I going to drive results? Um, I think as you evolve as a leader, um, you become this person is how do we create results together? Um, yeah. So, um, you know, first, High, highly competent, now calm, competent, uh, <laughs> not just, not just my, not just the customer. And then really, how do we uh, drive results together? Yeah. So I, I love that evolution. Talk to me about people first, because it feels like, yeah. wow, that's a really great brand word yeah. to, to have in your head and know what that looks like. How is it that you show up as people first when you're working with teams or working with clients or even just, you know, your friends? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, first, you know, it's this empathy, right? Um and starting with empathy, but I think, um, you know, with customer centric has always been the way that I've driven my marketing initiatives and building products and services that people really want. Right. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that with the people that help build them. Um, and so, um, at my last uh, gig in video games at Edmonds, 
really transforming the brand meant that we had to transform the culture and it had to start with the people that were helping us create the product and services, right? And so yeah. now as I enter an organization or when I'm working with my coaching clients or when I'm with my friends, again, it's this idea of, you know, it sounds cliche, but what's the win-win? Um, and that really these brands that become so impactful in our lives really start with the people, right? And making a difference in people's lives. Um, and so, um, you know, when I look at an org structure, I'm not just thinking about, okay, how is this going to make us more money? I'm also thinking about how's it going to make people happy, um, yeah. satisfied and want to come to work and want to use our product or service. Right. So, yeah. um, everything for me now is people first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so interesting that right you've 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 evolved over time from just being customer centric yeah. to seeing people in a in a much more holistic way as a yeah. leader right yeah. and and in a more integrated way too so that we all get to bring our whole selves to work right yeah um because you know we talk about when we're creating our brands that we want uh, authenticity you can't be yeah. authentic if you can't bring your whole self to work right yeah um, and really and I'm talking specifically about mind and heart, right? Because I think those that's how um, the best brands are created. The best shows are created that way. The best services are created that way. And they're really about, well, how are we going to make an impact on people's lives? That's what, yeah. me, that's what makes me feel very passionate about brand building and, and growing a business. Yeah, right. Really, what's that mission of how, how are we going to change people's lives? Well, it's purpose-driven, right? Yeah. It's, um, and... You know, now I think there is kind of a buzzword, but it's like heart-centered leadership, right? Um, Not only do I want to be, but also build heart-centered leaders, but also brands. And, you know, think of a Patagonia, for example, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and. Talk to me a little more about this evolution because you said I'm competent and I'm calm. So what's been that evolution? Because I'm hearing that there was a time that maybe you weren't calm. Well, yeah, it, um, I think that um, it's maybe, uh, you know, it's this idea of like things are coming at you and you're so excited and um, you want to go, go, go. And also, I think that when you first start out your career, you're more of a human doing rather than a human being. And I think that I, really, I really integrated the idea of um, I want a balanced life and I want a balanced approach to my work. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that that um, uh, requires a certain amount of calmness and mindfulness. And yeah. I think in the beginning of your career, you're just so eager to, to, to achieve, to accomplish, to prove yourself. And I think as, you know, as you evolve and you make your mistakes and you learn, you realize really um, the way to do this is to be mindful about it. Yeah. So Natalie, tell me, what was maybe one of those mistakes that you had along the way that helped you evolve from being the human doing to being the human being? Yeah. Uh, And my gosh, there are so many mistakes that I've learned from. Um, I think uh, one of them is just um, my last gig of just only thinking about work 24 seven. Yeah. And not making enough time for 
me, my family and having a balanced life. Right. Um, it's also, I think, um, it's what leads to burnout. It's like a Ariana Huffington, right. Uh, moment in your life where you're like, Oh my gosh, I keep on going. I keep on going. I'm doing so much. Um, and you are loving it and you want to do it, but at a certain point, um, there's a more effective way of leading your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that you talked about you were always about results, but now you're about results together. Yeah. Tell me about, you know, how did you realize that it needed to be more uh, more than just you doing things? Right. Well, you know, um, as directors, managers, an individual contributor, it's, you know, you think solely about yourself, right? Of like, okay, um, I, I, I have to do this well. I have to present well. I want to get that promotion, but you quickly realize when you become a leader that what got you there isn't what's going to keep you there and it's not going to allow you to thrive. You really have to think of um, the way that you come to work differently. And as soon as you're yeah. responsible for a team, you really have to begin thinking, oh, this is not about me. This is about the team. Um, and, I've got, and I've seen the effectiveness or the failure of both, right. Of not putting the team first, putting myself first of like, okay, I want to get there. So I'm going to get there. That doesn't work. You have so much more fun. And I think the organization does so much better work when it's a collaboration. And I think um, in marketing roles too, you know, we're such, I I believe that we're such the the core, uh, if you will, nucleus of an organization and you're working with so many different groups that you really have to have this mindset. Well, you have to have a growth mindset for sure, but you have to have this mindset of the only way that we're going to do this is by building a coalition, right? And um, as a, an effective marketer, I think that's, that's what you have to do and that's where it starts. And so that's how yeah. my, my, my executive brand has has really evolved is because I see the power of that and building a brand. Yeah. What was one of those moments, Natalie, where you had that aha moment that you needed to be a more humble leader, that you needed to be more about the team than yourself? Um, I think in all of my roles, right, um, as you continue to uh, uh, grow and get more responsibility and your team grows, um, you always, there's always opportunity, uh, to remember that. But I guess, um, really, um, at Sony, um, Edmonds at Exola, each one of them, there were so many, um, there was so much pressure in so many moments where we had to, there was inflection points where the organization yeah. actually, uh, could transform in a big way or it could stay where it was and be stuck. And in order to inspire that transformation, um, I I can't do that by myself, right? I need to inspire and motivate others to come along with me. Because each group, whether it's legal, HR, sales, uh, everyone in the organization really needs to buy into that transformation if you really want it to manifest. And so that's yeah. when I really realized in all of those places, because in each of those roles, I was I was revitalizing and sometimes uh, relaunching brands, and I had to get everyone to buy into it and to be excited about it. Yeah. So, Natalie, I love that we're kindred spirits because we love talking all about you know uh, 
you know, brand marketing with big brands and big mm-hmm. products and big services, and then thinking about how they can apply to ourselves and our careers. Yeah. So talk to me as a marketer, uh-huh. what are some things that you do as a marketer for great brands, great products, great services that you think anybody could steal a page from that playbook and, and implement for their own career brand? Yeah, I think it, um, there are three, three things. One is, you know, uh, availability, um, like really um, making yourself or your brand accessible and easy to get to, right, or easy to connect with. Um, I think the second one is, um, I would call it uh, responsiveness, right, of, yeah. of uh, being able not to react, but to respond um, to your audience, to your circle, uh, to really, um, uh, you know, again, being available to share insights, knowledge with them. So uh, first, again, is uh, availability, accessibility. The second is responsiveness. And the last one, I would say, is engaged. Um, really mm. being engaged uh, with your with your circle, with your network, with your audience, with your clients. Um, and really, uh, you know, adding value um, and really thinking about what they need and always being a step ahead um, and giving them that value. But so really, it's um, I'm stealing this, I think, from a, uh, a relationship therapist. Um, <laughs> it's an I- the idea that, you know, even in your relationships, are you available? And when someone comes to you to for help or information, are you responsive? And then throughout the relationship, you know, you need to stay engaged. Um, And so I think um, good brands do that. And I think really great leaders do that. Yeah. So, so Natalie, talk to me a little bit about what did you want to be when you were a little kid? Because I'm, I know most people aren't like, oh, I want to be a marketer, or I want to do content distribution, or I want to do, I want to do consulting and and help executives and leaders grow. What did you want to be? All of that just happened by accident. Um, you know, when I was little, I always wanted to be a teacher. Oh, um, wow. I, yeah, I would, I would stand in front of like a chalkboard and play school and, and uh, teach and like stand up and talk. And I really liked the idea of speaking to, to groups of people. Yeah. And and yeah. so talk to me a, a little bit about your childhood. I know, you know, when you talk about bringing your best authentic self to work, so much of our brands is sort of defined by the experiences we've had. Tell us a little bit yeah. about some of those defining moments for you. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, I'm uh, my father is from Haiti. My mother is Lebanese. So Haitian Lebanese descent, born in Mexico City. Uh, I came to the United States, uh, I guess, two and a half, three and uh, lived in Brooklyn at first and then grew up on Long Island. Um, and uh, lots of defining moments as a kid. Uh, really fun childhood, lots of different cultures, which was great. But I also had to, um, I lived in a community that was not very diverse. Mm. Um, and so I had to figure out how to survive in that world, you know, of, very, um, and my parents had a very immigrant experience. Um, and so, uh, along with that came, you know, how do you, uh, assimilate? How do you feel a sense of belonging? 
in, um, you know, in a world that, that hasn't um, had to deal with many people that look like you and that come from where you are. So uh, some really tricky moments, but, you know, I believe that, and this is, again, it's going to sound like such a cliche, but I really do believe it. Uh, life happens for you, not to you. Mm. And all of those experiences, um, while some of them were tough, they really helped me become who I am today. Yeah. And what were some of those those tough experiences that help you be a better leader? Oh, resilience, resilience, um, flexibility. Um, I think that, um, you know, being biracial in a very, um, a very uh, kind of one one sided view of the world environment. <laughs> I had to learn how to stay true to myself, but also um, get along with others. So one of the things that has made me very successful in my career is my ability to work with many different people and have a seat at many different tables and bring people together. And I think that is a direct uh, offshoot of of how I grew up and how I survived growing up is being able to talk to anybody being able to present myself in a way that um, allow people to kind of bring me into the fold to accept me. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I think that um, that that diversity that I brought to the table is what really helped me in my career. And I know you talk all about being able to bring your best authentic self to the table. So how, how do you do that? What does that look like on Natalie to show up with your best self? Well, I think I'm um, now more than ever very intentional about it. Um, and it's a practice, Jason. Um, every day you have to kind of do something to to remind yourself of what you want to bring um, yeah. to the world and to work. So it starts with mindfulness, being uh, doing some meditation in the morning, a little journaling and talking about, you know, my desired outcomes for the day. But I think most of all, um, what's really helping me these days is having a growth mindset of saying every morning I am two things. I'm going to open myself to learning. Um, and, and if that means a mistake, that's great. I'll learn from it. But also this idea of learning through love, right? Mm. Like really trying to look at every every situation from the perspective of um, this could be a really good thing. It could work out. Um, And um, yeah. So I think that with COVID, especially um, I think a lot of people, including myself, we've had a time to recalibrate and to really think about how we do want to bring ourselves to work and what we want to be doing with our lives. And I think that year and a half, two years really helped me, um, start really landing on these things and really anchoring my leadership and my executive presence around these things. So super grateful, hard two years, but super grateful. for that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, we learned a lot. We learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so Natalie, some quick, fun, uh, fun questions. We've been talking yeah. all, uh, all about brands. We've been talking about your brand. What is your favorite brand right now? What, what consumer brand are you obsessed with? You cannot live without. Oh my gosh, Drybar. Us. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. Well, you know, Drybar, uh, for those of you that don't are familiar with Drybar, Drybar is uh, 
uh, it's a hair service to blow dry. You go in and you get your hair washed. No, no uh, haircuts, no coloring, just blow dry. Um, and for um, a biracial girl with really curly hair, it's very, very, very convenient and helpful. Um, I also think they've been very um, clear about their brand promise. Um, they have four or five things that they do really well, and they're very much customer centric. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to check them out because uh, yeah, I've got curly hair too that I pull straight yeah. every day. For those of you that didn't know, um, uh, Natalie, if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? Oh my goodness! Look, I think right now uh, it's kind of obvious, but I think a Tesla is a good example. Yeah, and why? I think because you know it's technology first. I also think it's about making an impact in the world, doing the right thing for our environment. Mm. And I think that it is this brand that is accessible, that is responsive to their customer needs and everything. When you get into a Tesla, your ability to like watch Netflix, your ability to really the the self-driving, it really allows you to engage with the brand. So I think it really does. It does really support those three, uh, principles that I talked about earlier. Yeah, I love that. The Tesla. Yeah. Finally, Natalie, what's the best career advice that you'd like to pass on to our listeners? Oh my gosh. Um, so I guess there are two uh, that I really like. Uh, and I don't know who said it first, but it seems like everyone says it. But the idea of choose a job that you love and you never feel like you work a day in your life. I really love that one because I do think that when you love what you do, it, it's just so much fun and you wake up every day excited to get to work um, uh, and it really shows in the work, right? But then there's another one that I ran across um, a few years back um, and it goes something like um, work to become, not to acquire. And mm. I think um, that idea of, working to grow, to learn, uh, even for a brand, you know, uh, growth unchecked is not super healthy. It's like a cancer, mm. right? And this idea yeah. of growing to become whole and integrated or a product that makes an impact in the world, the environment, it's, it's, um, for me, it goes back to like being a purpose. It's not only about acquiring because, you know, you can get the house, you can get the car, you can get, you know, the house uh, in Kauai, the beach house, you can have it all. But if you're not happy inside and you don't feel like you've become this person that you like, then, you know, all the money in the world may not, you know, you won't have fun. You won't be happy. So I think it's about becoming as well, not just acquiring. Absolutely. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for being available, responsive, and engaged and helping share a little bit about how we can all get closer to living a purpose-driven life and, and showing up that way in our brands. Great. Well, thank you for having me. I had so much fun. It was a blast. And we'll be back in a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. 
You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. And we're back. I just loved talking to Natalie Truyo-Lubensky. She had so many great nuggets and really thinking about how to transform yourself. I know all of us are challenged as we've grown up in very linear and business-to-business worlds, and most of our businesses are transforming to be 100% tech-driven and direct-to-consumer. And she had so many great nuggets there. I really loved when she talked about that notion of having a brand that is available and easy to connect to, responsive, and being able to respond to your audience immediately, and staying engaged the entire time, not just when you want something. So I challenge you to think about that. In your daily life, how available are you to other people? Are you someone that accepts requests? Are you someone that allows people to knock on your door? You've got to be available, especially to your super fans. How responsive are you? Do you follow up to people on email? Do you follow up on social media? Doesn't mean you need to respond with a full response, but are you at least letting people know, I heard you, let's meet after the holidays. And finally, are you engaged? To me, that was the biggest nugget because you know what? Your brand can't just show up when you want something. You've got to be engaged with people all of the time so that when you're ready to make an ask, people are already listening. Well, that's the show for today. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and make sure that you're following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get a brand new episode and interview every single Tuesday. Now, make sure to follow me on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all platforms. And check me out on LinkedIn, where I share tons of tips and tricks on how to lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. And remember... Don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure that you are a winning super premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.